0: but the reality is we're human and when we're on social media and we're only seeing the highlight reel, when something human pops up, something relatable, something vulnerable,
1: that builds trust.
2: Then what I have to do is offer them something that has a high enough perceived value to overcome their desire to not get pitched or spammed or bothered or annoyed.
0: I have to go on a gut level first and foremost, what sells me?
3: How do we take some of the repetitive, quote unquote bureaucratic tasks out of the hands of the rep and automate those to free up time for them to, to spend selling? How can we create a
0: place where it's positive, where there's nothing but motivation, education, and inspiration, and how can we do it consistently for to
3: run?
1: Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining the Digital Selling Secrets podcast. On this podcast, we talk about sales, leadership, and digital transformation, and we have more special guests this evening. We have Mackenzie and Brendan from Thanks, and we also have our lovely co-host, Jerry Manichrode. Okay. <laughs> Brendan uh, and Mackenzie, uh, thank you for joining joining us tonight. Yeah, we're super excited to be here. Thank you
0: so much for having us on.
3: Yeah, thank you. We really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we, we've talked a little bit before uh, about the company and it's it's very exciting what y'all are doing over at Think. So I, I don't want steal, to steal y'all's thunder though. So if you can just share a little bit about uh, what y'all are doing at your company.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, look at a top level, um, we're about sort of uh, the investments you make in your relationships, right? So we're a platform to essentially send small gestures of appreciation that can strengthen a business relationship. Um, the idea really came from you know, if I walked into Starbucks in the morning and I saw my client there, I'd, I'd buy them their coffee every day, right? But I mean, how often does that happen? <laughs> so it sort of was this idea of, look, why aren't we doing that? You know, I'm sitting in Nashville, I've got clients in Chicago and New York and San Francisco, and I could buy them a coffee every day, right? So how do I kind of digitize this idea of just that I'm thinking of you? So uh, can I send a coffee? Can I send a an Uber ride because it's raining out, you know, skip that subway ride today in New York and, and it's on me, right? These not so much gifts as much as like these little things that say, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about you, let's strengthen that relationship. And and so that's what we did. We, we digitized that and put it in a form that's very simple to do and takes care of all that kind of hassle that comes along with that in a business setting. So there's what budget does it come from and are there compliance rules for me or my recipient or you know, it, how do I expense it, right? So our software kind of takes care of all that. And the idea of thanks was let's make it really easy to focus on the relationship, not that kind of external stuff that takes up your time and prevents you from doing that.
1: Very, very interesting. So when they get a, so is it a thank you message, a thank you gift, or, or what, what is it exactly?
2: If I could just jump in right there, because what you're, so this is, when you say digitizing, I, I find it fascinating because being in sales, you know, we have to do these kind of things all the time. And immediately what I started thinking about is if I have a customer out in New Jersey or something, I'll send them a, a box of Omaha steaks. Yeah. And, and that's so old fashioned and, it, you know, what's the quality and does that really show my appreciation? Does it really show a strength of uh, strengthening relationship? So could you speak to that?
0: Totally, and, and you're spot on, right? So I came from a world where, uh, hey, we just business, Let's go to the swag closet and we'll grab the sweatshirt with our logo on and the pen and we'll talk, right. You're like, man, for what purpose, right? Did I really gain anything there? And you think about the world today, and you know, especially right now, we're, we're just so sort of separated and we're doing these Zoom call, zoom calls and things we're doing now, right? These conference calls. And what if I could send something like uh, a cocktail kit and we can have a drink together or your dinner from Seamless, right? And just very simply with a personalized message and and look. We're in business, right? So it's going to come with my logo connected to the digital sort of uh, delivery of that. But I want to make it really easy for me to send to you, you to click one button and say, hey, you know, if this is a physical item, you know, here's where you should send it to me. Because I I don't have your home address, right? We're in a business context. Or if it's something small like a coffee, maybe just a barcode you can walk into Starbucks with. So how do we make it really easy to share a moment together, right? So I I want to send you, hey, we've got that one o'clock meeting today. I'm going to send you lunch from, from Grubhub and you go ahead and order something and we'll have a meal together, even though we can't be there in person. And that's, that's kind of what it comes down to, right? It's a little more personal. There's a little more reason behind it. You know, I'm sending you a, a week of Dunkin' Donuts because I know you're super busy and I'm just going to fuel your week with caffeine, right? It's, it's a little less um, that sort of swag idea of stuff we all get and a little more this is our relationship. And, and this is something I think you would value, even if it doesn't have a large value uh, you know, associated with it. Actually, a lot of what Kenzie does running our sort of content and blog posts is, is, almost training people to think that way. So it's not about the $200 bottle of wine, right? It's about the cup of coffee because it's the right. thought. Right. I mean, you could probably speak to that better than I can. Like, that, you know, it's the thought and the relationship that matters, not the actual pain in your
1: yeah, it's more personalized. It, it, it makes sense, especially in the digital environment that we're in. And I, I was just thinking about the other day. So my daughter, um, when she was going back to school, we had the option of making everything virtual or her physically going back to school. And I remember last week after work, after school, we sat down in the backyard and she starts telling me this story about something that happened at school. And, you know, I think there was even a, there's probably a a message in there about gratitude as well. But she, she went through this this uh, long story about uh, something that had happened. And I started thinking, you know what? She would never have this story to tell if we, it was just turning a computer monitor on and off. And you're you're kind of shaping that new story, it seems like with with an, another way to show people you appreciate them. It kind of just adds a, a more of a human element to to the virtual environment that we're in. It's so I really think it's cool. It's a quick question. Um, how did the idea get started? So was somebody sitting around saying, man, s- somebody needs to this, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 yeah. How, how
0: did that get started? Yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, like a lot of things, it, it's, uh, I don't want to say laziness, but some form of like, man, I'm spending a lot of time trying to do this thing. Right. So um, for me, I came from a background of, I had a, a team of 40 sales and client service people and trying to get them to. You know, hey, just show up at that meeting with the bagels or the coffee or whatever it might be. And, and they're right, right? The feedback I would get was well, at the end of the month, I end up with a, a wallet full of like 52 receipts for $8 here and $12 there. And at the end of the day, I'm either going to spend two hours doing the expense report or more likely I'm just going to eat the cost and it's on me. And that's a real friction point, right? So as a, as a sort of manager, it meant a lot to me to be able to say, man, what if there was a way that like, I could just empower these people to know if they look at this, they know they can send it right? They don't have to think about anything else. The rest will be taken care of for them. So that was a big piece of it for me. Um, and then going back to my, my sort of earlier in my career of actually having these relationships, I mean, how many times do you, you end up in that situation where, um, Hey, I, I can't make the meeting. I'm, I'm not feeling well, or, uh, yeah, I haven't gotten to that contract yet. So imagine that scenario of being able to send a bowl of chicken soup on the spot. Hey, I know you're not feeling well, uh, you know, here's some chicken soup. I'd love to reconnect when you're feeling better. And that's a nice gesture. And it is obviously within this world of gratitude. And that's why our company name is thanks. There's a hard ROI there too, right? We, we run tests with our clients to say, do that the next 10 times you have that scenario versus not. And inevitably you're going to see more people come back to the meeting they move through the funnel faster, right? It's just, it's this social, this, investment in your relationship and the sort of social score almost you have with your, your clients and prospects. And you can feed that, right? And, and, and not for a lot of money, right? It's not about the money. It's about that, hey, I was thinking about you. And it goes such a long way. Um, I inevitably end up telling clients, like, we've done this for years. I come from the traditional world of media sales, where you're going to go do that $500 lunch to, with your client every quarter. Man, what if you repurpose that to 50, 60 different small gestures of appreciation Guarantee you're going to see a better ROI out of that. Uh, Even if you're just looking at the hard numbers, not the soft kind of relationship building piece.
2: This is really brilliant, uh, what I'm I'm hearing. And so the the question I have for you is, it's brilliant. So not all of us have these cool ideas of a cocktail kit or, you know, breaking up the $500 lunch into $10, $50 events scattered throughout the uh, the the quarter so who comes up with those ideas for for you know a a dummy like me so
0: um i will tell you partially this is obviously sort of engaging our clients what are the situations you're seeing but here's where i pass to kenzie because she's my genius here of of coming up with these use cases and thoughts and things of you know hey we saw this client do this what if you applied it to that industry right so i mean kenzie you should talk a little bit about sort of the things you've written and and events and all these sort of scenarios where you wouldn't think to be able to reach thousands of people at once and yet you can with with these small gestures
3: yeah so i in my former job i actually was in sales for a while and actually underwent okay
2: i I gotta i gotta just say i'm glad to hear that both of you guys are in sales so that's 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 really (laughs) awesome of course (laughs)
3: <laughs> Both in sales, they had me. So I was basically born a BDR, just kidding. But um, ah. so, so I started off in sales and I had to go through Sandler sales training right before I started my first job. And I remember taking copious notes because obviously it was my first job and I really wanted to impress my boss and whatnot. Um, but something that kept on becoming recurring in that conversation was the topic of identifying your prospects pain points and really dialing in to the prospects pain and so for like my job and when it comes to pairing thanks items with thanks as use cases i tend to think about okay so who are the audiences that we're trying to communicate to and how can we like what are they suffering through what are their challenges like what are they trying to overcome and how can we pair certain thanks items and thanks content to answer those pain points so For example, we're in the process of finalizing our third ebook, which is on virtual events and how to host a virtual event that's engaging and connective. Um, A lot of virtual events that have occurred throughout the pandemic, and since most of us have been working from home or remotely, have not been super engaging. They've been either pre-recorded or the conversation has occurred networking-wise over Slack, or you've had to take the conversations that you're trying to build with the people that you're attending the event with, so to speak, offline and not, it's not happening in real time. And so I feel like a pain point for a lot of marketers and particularly for a lot of events managers or events directors um, is exactly how are you going to create that engagement and that connectivity? So that's kind of how we shift our content to answer our audience's pain points is, okay, so these people, like this audience is trying to overcome the challenge of creating an engaging event that yields effective ROI in the middle of a pandemic when the only events that people can really attend are virtual and how do you stand out and connect with people before the event, during the event and after the event? Like what makes someone wanna engage with you if you're just an attendee on the list, trying to either book a meeting or strengthen a client relationship further? Like what's gonna really push them over the needle in order to really reinforce that relationship when they're receiving even more emails now that we're all working remotely And also, there's such a flood of digital comms because everyone's sitting at home creating email content, creating social content, like creating these types of virtual events, webinars, podcast content, et cetera. So, it's like, how can you separate yourself from the digital noise? So, that's kind of how our content strategy is focused is really thinking about the thanks use cases and what different audiences those appeal to, and then thinking about the audience's pain points and really. Like creating valuable, engaging, and entertaining content that's really going to answer those pain points and solve for those needs. And when it comes to thanks items, and when I'm kind of integrating them within our content, I'm thinking, okay, like, you know, from either my previous experiences or from listening to my coworkers vent about different scenarios that they've experienced, either with clients or prospects, what would be the perfect item that? would really reinforce the relationship or showcase that the person's really dialed in on building that relationship further. And they-
0: in person, right? Like before even COVID, you'd show up at a conference and you'd get that bag of kind of stuff and there's a squeeze ball and a pen and like, you don't even want to bring carrot on the plane, right? right. You're in a hotel room every time. So like, wouldn't it be more valuable to just have a little something that really reflected what you were, you know what you valued right and and so that's what we try to do right it's just that that extra level of personalization versus hey everyone gets this thing and you know you know it's it's landfill fodder we don't we don't want to see that you know so digitizing that makes a big difference
1: yeah and you know Kenzie mentioned a couple things there well she mentioned it a few times relationships And especially in this B2B environment, it's one thing if it's a B2C type situation, but in a B2B, it's one of those continuous relationships. And um, I remember, I can think right off the top of my head, um, over the past 15 years, there was two situations where a moment of gratitude was shown towards me from one of my employers. And it wasn't, I mean, think about it monetarily, it wasn't very much at all. So one, right after I got hired on a couple of weeks, Randomly, I get this card. It's got a Starbucks gift card and it's got a little note. That was that was it. It was just it was when you're just starting out as a company and you're meeting everyone, you're learning new roles. It's just can be overwhelming, but to get something like that and the other situation, it was just a mug, right? It was just a simple mug. Like I came into work one morning and there was a mug with a little note, and that was it. So I I I could see how the timing and the personalization tailored to uh and i know gary gary v has mentioned that before um as far as um the gift tailoring it I, I think he meant mentioned somebody hey if somebody did this and i got a new york you know mets or whatever that's yeah yeah yeah, yeah jets uh favorite. yeah yeah if i had a, if i had that jersey then i'm sold i'm you know i'm 100 um so obviously y'all have been successful i know we've talked about that before just how how successful y'all been. And for those um, sales professionals at heart that are listening in, or those business owners, and like you said, everybody's a sales professional, every, you know, at the at the end of the day, it's just communication. Um, so how, how have you, what, what have been your methods to just get the word out and grow, you know, over, over, and how, how long have y'all been around now?
0: Yeah. Uh, so great questions. And, and, our first full year really in business was 2018. So we're relatively new. Um, the company really started with myself and, and Larry Rubin, who was my co-founder in 2016. So February, February 1, 2016, we were uh, in a tiny office in downtown Manhattan, screwing chairs together and you know excited about what we were gonna be. Um, but 2018, it took that long to kind of secure some funding and build the product. Um, so we've been fortunate, you know, to, like you said, we've been growing very fast. Um, revenue has been about a three X year over year. Um, it's this, you know, difference of, uh, uh, to your point, like if I gave you a $3 Starbucks card, you'd be like, eh, okay. Uh-huh. but if I give you a, a latte, cause I know you go to Starbucks every morning, that's got a different feel. Right. right. So a lot of this is kind of that. It's that little shift of like making that change and making it really have a little bit of a thought is really, it just exponentially ends up in a result on the ROI, right? And again, I I love the idea of gratitude and relationship building, but ultimately we're working with very large companies who need to track that in their CRM, right? We connect it to Salesforce and they see that ROI. So there's almost two different businesses happening at the same time, right? There's this kind of like softer but really awesome thing of like, let's, let's just make this better, right? Like we need to have these relationships and grow them. And then there's this hard, hey, if I spend this $3, I get six back or I get nine back, right? And so we constantly have these sort of two different things and there's this- um, But that's important. It's important, it is. Yes. It, it almost becomes a lifestyle brand in the B2B space, which is very interesting, right? So there's people right. who want to solve this idea of gratitude, which I love, um, but at the same time, all that falls apart you don't actually see an ROI on it right so from a a sales perspective the real reason we grow is likely that people know if they invest their dollar in thanks they're probably going to see that three four dollars in return right but the added benefit of uh this is a good way to do it like we literally Kenzie will put out content that's like don't make a task which to us is a thanks plus an ask right I'm not I'm not sending you this and asking for something in return I'm just reaching out like hey this is I know you're busy right so I, I just want to send this little thing and And hopefully we can connect soon. And it just goes a little bit further and deepens that relationship a little bit further. And that's really what we're, we're kind of pushing people on. Of course there's ROI and it's a business tool, but Hey, there's another layer here that is going to have a bigger effect long-term than just that, that contract you're trying to get signed right now. You know, that makes perfect sense.
2: That's, that's really awesome, Brenna. I appreciate that. Now, one of the things that a lot of on the b2b side i think you know this you spoke a little bit about it how do you work with the whole compliance situation different industries have different versions of what i can spend what i can't spend um it gets really complicated with different industries how do you guys work with that yep it's a
0: great point and actually so financial services and farming are, long, are big verticals because of this yes uh, it, it, It's a great example, right? It, it, going back not even that long ago uh, you could bring a doctor on an Alaskan cruise and, and spend 10 grand and like, hey, that's just what we did because we were Novartis or Pfizer or whoever. Um, and then uh, the rules changed and very rapidly, right? And suddenly it was, well, you can't send more than $10.49 in a single uh, gift item. So you, literally, if you're giving someone a pen, you need to record what the value of that item is. And if it goes over that, it gets reported to the government and 50 rules, right? And so the net effect was, not that people would say, okay, I could buy someone a sandwich and it's fine to have a discussion. It was, this is too much work. I don't want to do any of it. I'm just not going to do anything, right? I'm not going to do a can or a sandwich or whatever. And so where we've had a lot of success is coming in and saying, look, I can set these rules so that there's no chance your sales guy, without even thinking about it, ever goes over that $10.49. And on top of that, ever goes over the $110 he can do in a year to a specific provider, right? And so you've got this sort of real-time recognition versus historically i mean all of us have worked in sales right you kind of like hold your receipt when you got around to doing your expense report one three six months later you do the report and then maybe six months after that someone in compliance comes back and says hey slap on the wrist uh turns out we we gave as a group too much money to x company or x doctor or whatever it might be right and how would you know that because you've got you're a guy in Miami and Chicago and, and the girl in San Francisco, and you're all trying to build relationships with certain companies. So um, this was a key thing in Thanks going from the very start. How do we import those rules from the very beginning? And then even layer on, so I can import your own internal rules, but let me import the external rules and be able to warn you, hey, not only might you break your rule, you might break that recipient's rule. So while that might be okay for you, you don't wanna put them in a bad spot, right? So we actually built that all in from the start and all credit to my co-founder. Um, Larry is a m and attorney from back in the day and, and thinks very legally about these things. And so the idea of cash equivalents and, and industries where you just can't do these things, we're able to actually accommodate it. So I will tell you, you will never see the word gift in thanks. Uh, and that's by design, right? So it's not a gift. And sure, people can use us that way, but this isn't a gift. This is called a small gesture, call it a, a working lunch, whatever you might. But this isn't meant to be any kind of gift. It's never, uh, it's generally diminutive amount. It's not something that could ever be construed as as bribe or anything like that. And so it gives confidence to our users, especially in those regulated industries, that they're able to use this and not run into issues down the line.
2: Wow. Okay, that's that's again brilliant. Uh, I really appreciate that, especially hating to do expense reports. So
0: many So
2: not having to do that is
0: <laughs>
1: huge. I just completed mine about an hour ago, and it was it was brutal as usual, yeah. Sca- scanning receipts and. Uh, yes. But <laughs> oh, got got to do it right. Uh, so, um, last question here before, and I know we're running short on time, um, from a sales standpoint, do y'all have a sales team that are out promoting this or do y'all, um, I know McKinsey and I have talked about the content that gets put out. And, and, and so could you talk just briefly talk a little bit about what you're doing to get new clients right now?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. So, um, one thing that has probably hurt me with, uh, potential investors but has been really great for our business is this idea that we are, we are not a SaaS platform. We're not locking you into a client, uh, to a contract or anything long-term. Um, we want you to use the platform. And if you use it, we are confident you will continue to use it. So that's a great sales tool for me. So I've got this kind of frictionless onboarding of, look, you're gonna pay a, a transaction fee on each one, right? So you spend that $5 of coffee to someone, it's gonna cost you an extra dollar. be very open about that and it's included right in that price but that's how i'm going to charge you versus user seats or anything kind of you know that i'm locking you into so i want you to use it because i think you're going to get that benefit and from my perspective i've got this flywheel effect on thanks where someone receives the thanks especially it's from one of our clients uh salesforce linkedin kind of these big name clients they get that and go, hey, that was a cool experience. I want to do that for my company, right? So a lot of my business and all of my biggest business has come from someone who's received a thanks and decided they wanted to sign up. So I'm really in that mode of I want as many people as possible sending as many thanks as possible because it creates this sort of network effect virality thing going on. Um, So I am in the mode of let's just get anyone and everyone I can signed up. And a lot of that pure credit to, to Mackenzie and Jonathan, who she works with on getting us in front of people and saying, look, there's, there's literally no risk, right? Like you're not going to hurt anything by sending someone a lunch, try it. And if it works for you, keep trying it. Right. And so that's been our sales cycle and it's been, uh, it's been fantastic. It makes it a little less predictable, right? I've got a little seasonality and a little transaction, but people are sticking with us and they're seeing the results and. Um, it's been a great result for us so far and we're kind of going that route. That's awesome. That's
1: fantastic. It's it's so innovative, such a great idea. And it's definitely needed in this, um, virtual situation that we're in. Um, what's the best way for people to get in touch with either you or McKenzie to, uh, to get signed up?
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, thanks.com THNKS. So we, we couldn't afford the A couldn't buy the vowel. That's all right. That's part of being a startup. But if you go to THNKS.com, you can certainly get to us there. I would strongly encourage you to look at some of that content that McKenzie has put out um, and you can get a demo that way. But frankly, if if you're not interested in the demo, there's a very easy self-service method to get signed up, uh, get started and test things out. And then if you wanted to kind of grow into some of the bigger features, uh, you know, after sending a few, that's easy enough to do right from the application. So um, Like I said, there's, there's no risk and it's uh, a couple bucks to give it a try. So I would encourage, of course, everyone to uh, give it a shot and add a little gratitude to your sales cycle and your marketing platforms.
2: Perfect. And, uh, Where do we find Mackenzie's content?
3: Um, well, you can find it in our blog page or our resources page on our website. Um, So thanks.com. You can also find it on our social channels. So LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter would be our main ones. So, yeah. Excellent.
2: And we'll try to get that information on the in the, um, uh, show yeah. description,
1: right? Yep. Absolutely. There you have it. If you're looking to build relationships with clients or anyone, really, this is a great avenue to do that. Very innovative way to do that, especially in the digital world that we're in right now. Uh, Jerry, anything else you want to add before we close out?
2: Um, don't we have a word from our sponsor?
1: Um, sure. Um, so our sponsor, uh, B2B digital selling secrets, if you'd like a free copy of Amazon best bestseller b2b digital selling secrets go to www.b2b the number two digital selling secrets.com the book talks about sales sales leadership and how to use digital technologies to grow your business whether that be podcasting the phone um, um social media d- d- you name it i mean it's a very condensed um i won't mention who the author is you have to go check it out but
2: um <laughs> not very good looking, but.
1: Yeah, definitely not that. (laughs) So um, Mackenzie, Brendan, thank you again for joining the show. And for those of you all that have been tuning in, stay tuned for future episodes of the Digital Selling Secrets podcast.